listening to the Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. 25-year-old Gabriella Samkova has launched her sustainable towel brand, Summerside. The ultimate lifestyle towel removes 14 plastic bottles from landfills or our oceans. Soft, stylish and versatile, the towel helps reduce our overflowing plastic problem. It's the first towel of its kind, double-sided, lightweight and has a hidden zip pocket, perfect for traveling as well as everyday use. In this episode, we talk about the business, brand, Kickstarter campaign and more. Hi, Gabby. Thanks so much for joining us here today. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. How are you? I'm I'm really, really well. And I'm excited about today's conversation to learn all about your sustainable brand. Yeah, I'm really excited to tell you all about it. So before we kick into it, I would love to learn a little bit about you. Yeah, sure. So my name's Gabby. I'm the founder of Summerside. I grew up in Melbourne. Uh, my parents are actually from Ukraine. Uh, so that's a little bit different. My mom uh, raised me herself, so she was a single mom. So it was a very, uh, I guess, different household. My mom was always a bit of a tough cookie with me, so I think that reflects <laughs> <laughs> reflects a lot on on me. So I um, I've always been really outdoorsy and sporty. So I'm always sort of out and about. Um, and I think the brand reflects a lot on that as well. And yeah. I mean, I'm 25, but I've actually lived in three other countries as well. So I, when I was 16, I moved to Italy for six months on high school exchange. And also I lived in America for a year and a half, uh, doing a year of my bachelor degree over there. And I actually just came back from Bali. I lived over there for for a year and a half. So I've done, I feel like I've, I've lived a few lifetimes you already. Have. Only being 25, you have. Yeah. Where's your favorite place to live out of all those different destinations? Oh, that's a really tough one. I'd probably say Bali. I think, um, yeah, I just really love sort of the relaxed atmosphere there and you could kind of just do what you wanted as well. Yeah. There wasn't so many rules and regulations and, um, Look, I love the weather. I love warm, warm weather. And I think, unfortunately, you know, Melbourne, Melbourne just kind of has a bit of a mixed bag with that. <laughs> so that's where you're, you've returned now, is it, is to Melbourne? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I've been home, I think, about four months, so not too long now. Mm, are you feeling restless? Um, I think I've just been so busy and I think it's just been so different from what it was before when I lived here that... I actually don't feel uh, restless, which is a lot, isn't really like me. I think often people describe me as being able to keep my feet in one place. So for once, I'm I'm actually pretty grounded. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so with the business, we'll talk about what the business is, but what point along this line did you start the business? Uh, I officially sort of kicked it off in February, so the very, very start. But the idea I had about two years before, so when I was 23. Where were you living I, at that point? I was living, I was living in Melbourne. I was working, you know, your standard, standard corporate job. I just sort of started after finishing my degree. And I think I just, I just wasn't ready to start a business. I just thought, 
you know, I'm, I'm sure you've interviewed so many people yeah. and, you know, you feel like you need to know everything, but really you're never going to know until you start. So I think mm. that was, I don't know any more uh, when I started than what I did at 23. Yeah. So it was just sort of, yeah, being um, scared that I just didn't know enough. Yeah. It, 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 so many people feel the same way. They're like, where do I start? They, they can see what they want to do, but it's like, where do I start? And then what are the steps? Yeah, I agree. Uh, starting is definitely the hardest part of it all. Okay. So let's describe your business. You can do that. Yeah, sure. So Summerside uh, towels, they are lifestyle towels made from 85% recycled plastic bottles. Uh, they all come with sort of 10 features, so sand-free, quick-dry, odour-resistant, hidden zip pocket, et cetera, et cetera. So they do everything that a towel does and more, and they're all uniquely designed as well and sustainable. So what was the inspiration behind starting this business? So there was actually two components to the business. So I guess one was sort of identifying a need and gap in the market, which was that, you know, I've always hated small and boring microfiber towels. And I was actually working in the travel industry in Bali. So I was a tour leader. So I was constantly on the go. Like I just lived out of a little tiny suitcase, um, like a carry on size. So, and everyone that came through on my tours always carried these, you know, plain colored, small microfiber towels. And I think, you know, a lot of a lot of people, I had a pattern one with me and a lot of people just say like, where did you get it from? And after about 30 people, I think I cri- right. like clearly realized that there was a gap in the market. So that was sort of the one aspect. That was a very basic idea of what Summerside actually is now. Mm. And then there was a sustainability part, which which just sort of came together. So I actually started surfing in Bali because what else do you really do on an island (laughs) (laughs) and you know if anyone's been to Bali I'm not sure if you have but plastic is just everywhere like they you know people just throw them off scooters they they don't care at all and there's just plastic everywhere in the water and I've actually been hit by plastic multiple times whilst surfing because you know I paddle I would paddle out quite far and I've been hit by uh, I've had plastic bags caught on my foot. I've been hit by a nappy. I even have like a small mm. scar on my right ankle from like a sharp bit of plastic. So Gosh. at that point, I just sort of decided if I was going to do this, that it had to be sustainable in some way. Yeah. And that's just how it started the journey into what Summerside is today. Wow. Okay. So did you know how to get started? No, I had yeah, uh, I had no I no yeah. idea. I think I I already knew what it was going to look like because I think <clears> the brand identity is really just an extension of myself. Like the idea was just you know get out and do something and go go on a picnic and go to the beach and you know go hiking. So I think that part was already in in my mind. I think that you know with all ideas they just sort of built on each other like the hidden zip pocket was really out of a need that I had um when surfing because you can't really leave your your key on your scooter in Bali you'll have Mm. it stolen so yeah I think uh the first part was finding a manufacturer which was really out of my depth 
um, to anything that I've done. And it was really difficult because, I mean, turning recycled bottles into a towel is really not a simple fabric at all to find. So that was very, very difficult and um, luckily I almost gave up but I reached out, I had to reach out to my wider network to see if anyone could could help me that, you know, was in um, this line of business. And I asked my mom and she said she knew someone that worked in imports and exports and she put me in touch. Um, his name was Alan from Bedthread. So Alan and Jen, they helped me a lot. So they also have a startup, but he worked in imports and exports and he he helped me find a manufacturer, so that was really helpful. Oh, my gosh. How long did that process take you? Uh, finding a manufacturer was, you know, I honestly looked for about five five months and then once he got involved, it was a lot quicker because he yeah. just knew who to contact and straight away they they got back to me and then ordered samples and decided which one I wanted and I think that's sort of where the crowdfunding then came in because mm-hmm. because this fabric was so complex and I wanted it to have all this technology with it as well, um, the minimum order, and it was quite expensive to to order and I just, just needed capital. So that's yeah. just why I decided to do a crowdfunding campaign. I realised I would have to. So with the Kickstarter campaign, talk us through that. What did you do for that and was it, was it successful for you? Yeah, so Kickstarter, uh, they're a crowdfunding platform for any listeners that don't know and there, there's about 330,000 live projects projects at any given time so you can easily be just like a little drop in the water. So basically you... Um, put your product up and you have to create a video and an entire campaign page and people, they're not purchasing parts of your business. They're just purchasing, I guess, the first version of Summerside Towel and it sort of gives you that lump sum to be able to um, kick it off the ground, which for me was purchasing stock. Mm. So that's, that's what I use. So it was quite a lengthy process. It's not, it's not a very simple um, thing like any like launching any business even if you were to launch it on an e-commerce platform so I started in February as well so there was a couple aspects I guess refining refining the Summerside town what was going to look like I had to get the branding the logo everything that you would um, prepare for just a normal uh, business launch and also I created, I had to create a video. So I was in Bali already. So I found a, I found a videographer, a director, and also a photographer. So I guess that was when it really came to life. So I had to sort of take what I had in my head to sort of bring it all to life. Did the video, created the campaign page. And in that time, I was also, you know, dabbling in Facebook ads and I created a landing page for Summerside and an Instagram account to sort of prepare for that that pre-order um, launch. And, uh, yeah, I just sort of decided early on I would probably target more my my friends and family and sort of like the wider 
the wider audience from there. Mm. It's a pretty hard ask to to target, I guess, people um, and ask them to purchase a product three months in advance yeah. from what they're going to to get, but also ask them to sign up two months before. So you're five mm. months out mm. or maybe even more and they're not getting the product. So I launched on September 4th at 8 p.m. and I also had a pre-launch party on the weekend just before that and with all my friends and family there and premiered the video nice and early. So all my friends and family purchased um, and so within the first 24 hours it raised $10,000. Wow. Yeah, wow. which was amazing. Yeah, my goal was twenty, so it was a good, it was a good start. And Kickstarter work on a popularity algorithm, so if you're not trending, you're just going to fall to the very bottom of the page, mm. and no one's going to find you. So it really was important that I hit that goal as quickly as possible. And look, they have forty million people that visit their site every three months, so there is a lot of traffic. But you just need to be found. Yeah. And then within a week, it raised twenty thousand dollars. <gasps> oh my gosh! Were you just like pinch me? Yeah, I was. I was so. I was so over the moon and happy because if you, the thing with Kickstarter is if you don't successfully fund it, then. Um, then it's not going to go ahead. Like you don't get any of the money. It's an all or nothing model. Yeah. So at twenty thousand, I was I realized that I am going to be getting all these towels and sending it out to all these people. And yeah, and then within the month, it actually ended up raising thirty seven thousand four hundred and fifty five dollars. Wow. And how many towels is that? A lot. About seven. Yeah, about seven hundred towels. So. It was, it was a lot of towels and it was across 37 countries as well, which was great. So they've uh, they've gone off everywhere, which which makes me really happy. And That's there were 354 backers. Yeah, it was a great start. I was I was so happy. Wow. So it's, That's it's been a, really a, it's been a busy story. time. Yeah. Far out. All right then. So basically then you launched the product. It was great because you already had all those sales. When the website went live... And like you, you're not being supported by the Kickstarter campaign as such. Did it all then quieten off, or what did you do to keep the momentum going? It did quieten off a bit, but then a lot of people were still. Uh, so it was on pre-order for a while until I got all my stock. And of course, you should, you know, I wanted to send out all the towels before I launched a a website. So once I sent out I sent out all the towels, I then launched the website. But there were quite a few pre-orders um, still going and there were a few bigger orders as well. From So what I did was I moved it to a platform called Indiegogo, which it just continues on basically on another crowdfunding platform, but people are still pre-ordering. Right. And you're just found by, I guess, other people on, on that platform. So that yeah, it did keep going, and I guess now I've, I have launched the website, and I'm going to be doing markets, and I'm also in six stores. So I did focus a little bit on building the wholesale part of mm. the business as well. Yeah, I mean, you could even target the travel companies and brand it, you know, for them if if that's what they wanted. Because as you say, like with traveling, this is the perfect towel. 
Yeah, exactly. So yeah. traveling, beach or, you know, and anyone that's sort of active or likes to be mm. outdoors, like this is definitely the ultimate accessory to have with you. Wow, what a fabulous start to the launch of the business. Yeah, it was it was really good. So mm. I, I yeah, I can't complain. It was definitely more than it was almost double what what I initially Were you nervous about meeting the demand to start off with or were you okay with that? Uh, I was a bit nervous because with Kickstarter you really don't know. For example, if they decided to put me on their front page, then it would have probably gone, you know, at least Crazy. five times the amount mm. uh, and then that would have been, you know, thousands and thousands of towels. So I was a bit nervous but, you know, I also I also had a manufacturer already and I already discussed what I was able to do in order to deliver for Christmas because that was yeah. my promise yeah. and I delivered earlier than Christmas so I'm also really happy about mm. that. Um, There's no, also the... Well, there's also the aspect of quality control because until you do that first run, you know, there's, there's, there's things that can go wrong, touch wood, always. Um, so, always. yeah, so, you know, in an ideal world, it's so good to have all these orders but at the same time, you, as you say, you don't want thousands and thousands and thousands and realise in that first batch you get through that there's an error or that you need, there's something that you need to fix up. Oh, 100%. And yeah. I'm sure every single person you've ever interviewed has had some sort of uh, some sort Hitch. of manufacturing yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I did order um, three, no, 400 beforehand. So I had 400 on hand, which I, you know, used to pitch to stores. Um, and then I also used that stock to send out in the end. And then I ordered, I ordered more from the capital that I got. So I did invest some of my own money, but that was sort of the trial run, those 400. And you're right. I did have to, uh, I did have to fix up some issues yeah, as well. So, as always. so yeah. are you living in amongst boxes of towels or do you have somewhere to store them now? No, I'm living in boxes of towels. There, there's everything is just everywhere. Like yeah. there are shop fittings and marquee and boxes and boxes of towels. And oh I mean, there was gosh. a little, there was a little warehouse. It's a, the house is just a warehouse. It wasn't even a house anymore. Mm. So I've sort of got it under control now, but it's still quite a lot of towels. So that takes us to 2020. Is the plan to, I mean, obviously the plan is to grow the business, but do you foresee in the next year that you're having to get somewhere to stock the uh, the product? Yeah, look, I, I definitely do think I'm going to have to uh, find somewhere to stock it all. I mean, they are moving quite fast. So, I mean, I had 1,400 towels and I now only have 500. Wow. So I am going through them quite quickly. But there's still, you know, you do want to have quite a bit of stock on hand. And exactly. I think, I, yeah, and I, I do see it is growing quite a bit and I know it's the busy season but once it's not summer in Australia you know it's some it's summer somewhere else as mm. well and everyone's always traveling so I do I do see it growing quite a bit and I, I think for sure by next year I'm going to have to have a little warehouse yeah oh my gosh but also you know the more that you order the cost per unit comes down as well so you, you know once you get that confidence where you know this is the these are the numbers that you predict to come through, 
then you know you 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 naturally will start ordering bigger quantities. Yeah, exactly. And it is a lot a lot of trial and error and yeah. you know, sort of it's more of a guessing game now, so I don't have a lot of information to go on. Mm. Oh my gosh. What would you say would be one of the biggest hurdles that you've faced so far? I think uh, what happened was, as always, it's a manufacturing uh, issue. So I, everyone's got the same answer with this if they've got a product. Manufacturing. Oh, it's just, <laughs> I think because you're dealing with, you are dealing with quite a bit of money that you yeah. put into the product, and it, you know, like I said, this fabric really isn't that cheap. So I think <laughs> what happened was, I the name was originally Somersault, oh. and I produced. Yeah, so what happened was I was actually sitting on a on a little dinghy boat uh, in between the Gilly Islands who we were going from one to the other and I just sort of was thinking fun names and, you know, if you've ever looked for names, everything is taken yeah, because people just right. buy out the domain. So just kept thinking and brainstorming names and came up with like a little fun name like Somersault, like a little flip. Um, and then I decided to go with that. I didn't spell it exactly like somersault. It's similar to how it's spelt now, summerside, but instead it was somersault. And what happened was I didn't, someone else contacted me and said, uh, there's a swimwear brand with a similar name. I think this could be a problem for you. And uh, I sort of, I mean, I did very basic business law, but we didn't go too much into copyright. Mm. And I thought, "Mm, I'm not so sure. And Look, I asked my mom, so I thought maybe she'll know. And she goes, no, I don't think it's a problem. Um, I think you should call your stepdad, though, because he'll know. Called my stepdad and he said straight away, yep, this is a problem. It's in the same niche. Like, you need to change yeah. the name. Yeah, and I thought, right. oh, my God, I've just made 400 pouches and 400 mm. towels and everything, everything had somersault on it. Mm. I just thought, oh, no, like what am I going to do? But, you know, you have your little meltdowns and then you yeah. pick yourself up, you dust yourself off and you think of a solution. And That's I right. had the shoots really soon. So, you know, in Bali I was running around trying to find someone to like stitch on labels and I came up with a new name and registered <gasps> it. And, you know, it's not a fun time to, to um, especially in Bali, to try fix things for anyone mm. who manufactures. You caught it early on though. Like I, I know yeah. of lots of scenarios where they're like three years down the track and someone pops up, knocks on the door and says, uh, excuse me, you've got the yeah, same business name as me and mine's trademarked and yours not, yours is not and it's a nightmare. I mean it's fixable yeah, exactly. but it's, yeah, like to be only 400 towels in, that's, like, that's a blessing to have, to have caught that early enough. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was definitely, look, it cost me a little bit extra to fix yeah. everything, but, yeah, it was it was fixable. It was, uh, it, it, joys. Was, it was, yeah, <laughs> joys. I think everyone's got, like, so many stories of just, like, if you sat down and had a, had a big huddle of business owners and go, everyone, go around, the, go around in a circle and say, like, one or two hurdles, you know, that you've experienced in the last 24 months, it would just be like, oh, my God, moment. <laughs> because oh, some of them oh, are, like, really extreme. Imagine. You just don't hear about them. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people don't, you know, people always think... Uh, 
it's always great and yeah. it's always good, but no one ever really sees the back end of yeah. things. And you can be running around like a headless chicken and no one even knows. Mm. See, it's interesting for me as a business coach because I see in the back end of everyone's businesses. So I, I just know, you know, what's going on and what people are facing and that. But I think if I didn't, if I wasn't doing what I was doing and I was just looking at the outside world, I'd be thinking, oh my gosh. You know, everyone's like, and everyone is doing amazing. It's just you just don't see the slog and the sweat that goes behind the scenes, in particular the hurdles that people face. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard mm. so many, oh, so yeah. many hurdles, <laughs> ones that we've never heard before. Yeah. So where can everyone find you? So if you head to our website, so www.summersidesomerside.com.au, uh, you can either order online or you can visit our six stores that stock us in Melbourne and Sydney so you can see our stockists there. And I think it is really important to like go in and actually touch them because so yeah. many people are, are like, oh, my God, this is made from plastic bottles, but it's so soft and mm. it's so big which you can't really see in in pictures and um i'll also be at the christmas markets in coburg 28th of november to the 1st of december and the st kilda night markets for the summer so every thursday evening um so please come say hi and have a chat and also if you use the code mindfulbiz uh online you get 20 percent off so to all the listeners Excellent. That's fabulous. And thanks so much for the code as well, Gabby. Yeah, no problems. So thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you so much for having me, Alison. Appreciate it.